Thank you so much for coming to a totally improvised performance. What an event we have for you. We have a man from Missouri looking very smiley. We have one man, so there is a seat right here. Come on fucking down. How many of them are you? One. Yeah, you go there. He goes here. And you, sir, you will sit. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my chair. Let's make some room. Why is there a gas meter inside? Where the fuck is this room? There you are, my man. No worries. Very good. Please sit there. Are you a big Seattle Seahawks fan, or do you just love the show Frasier? Neither. Neither. Yeah. Just, just bought the shirt. I found it the sale. <laughs> I like your style, brother. What's your name? Uh, Pete. Fuck yeah, Pete. And where are you from? Uh, Ealing, London. Good. We're not in London anymore, so you just have to say London. Yeah. Because Scottish people refuse to acknowledge that London is a thing, even though it clearly is a thing. Because the rest of the year they're pissed off at the politicians that live there, but when you're up here for the fringe, if you specify by neighborhood, they act like you're talking about fucking Narnia. It drives me fucking crazy. Last year in my stand-up show, I had a joke about the tube, and a woman actually stood up and went, What's the tube? And I wanted to crush her skull with a brick. I, you're from New Jersey. Right. What is the tube? The train, presumably. Thank you. What a fucking great guess. <laughs> and it was clearly a guess, and you got it absolutely correct. And you said it. You've been in Scotland long enough. You did say it with a nice condescending tone. <laughs> I presume it's the train. I could give a fuck. <laughs> I live very close to New London, also known as New York. Right. Very good. <laughs> it's weird that it, it's, New York is named after the town York. Have you ever been to... Who here has been to York? Well, you wouldn't say that was the inspiration for Manhattan. No, just a bunch of people outside of Weatherspoons trying to figure out whose divorce is more horrible. <laughs> and then, have you ever been to New London in, I think it's in Connecticut? Yep. Yeah, it's in Connecticut. It's just a diner and a lot of people on meth, but not admitting it yet. Good joke. Back to you, Pete. Favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Why? Tasty. <laughs> everything you want. You have a lot of secrets, don't you, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Might do, yeah. That's exactly how I know you have a lot of secrets, my man. What, what would you say? Uh, you don't have to tell us the secret, but what is your biggest secret? What, what, what does it involve? Is it a, a secret about sex? Is it a secret about love? Secret about shit? Secret about money? <laughs> We all have shit secrets. We've all taken a shit in a place we didn't think we should. We've all gone to a party and clogged the toilet and then just walked away like it was a building that we just set to explode and just stared forward. Waiting for someone else to go in there and say, oh, the toilet's not working. And then you act like, the what? Goodness. Back to you, Pete. That, that sounds quite familiar, yeah. What do you do for a living, Pete? Because I think you're just so cagey, but in a very charming way. You're what I imagine a politician should be, in that you've provided us literally no information, but everyone here likes you. Like, he likes pizza, he's taking a shit, he's my kind of guy. 
He bought his shirt on sale. That is a man I can get behind. So sorry, what was the question? Uh, I think he just proved my point about being a politician right there. That's what they call a pivot, everybody. Uh, President Trump, what are you going to do about the, uh, the inherent racist culture of your country? I think you'll find that Twitter is fun. Good. Oh, are we done with Trump jokes? Because I'm, I'm, I'm out of them. I'm just now kind of worried. Because I'm, I'm applying for a green card to move to the United States. I assume, do you live here or are you just visiting? Uh, I live in Germany. You live in Germany. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. It's nice to have that beautiful North American helpful spirit. As opposed to Pete here, where do you live, Ealing? What do you do? What was the question? <laughs> where in Germany? Stuttgart. Stuttgart? What are you doing in Stuttgart? Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> it's never good when a vaguely Aryan man's in Stuttgart and doesn't answer the question about what are you doing there, huh? <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Let's just say there's a Brexit backup plan that no one's expecting. Okay, I guess that. I didn't say, I guess, I guess military of some sort, because I know America has a lot of bases. Navy, I think, can I just say, you guys have the best uniforms by far. No. Where are you? He's a oh, but isn't that part of the fucking Navy? Don't be a fucking dick. And I could have the balls right now, because I have the microphone. Watch me outside being like, you guys are both a credit to your country, and thank you so much. Fuck! Did the Marines get to the place to go like put a black bag over someone and fucking kill them? It's men like him in beautifully pleated trousers, white. Even though he's working with grease, but still maintains cleanliness, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I give and take with both hands. I've played military gigs before, and you have to be very careful because each branch fucking hates every other branch, and they're allowed to make fun of each other, but you better fucking not, because they will fuck you up because they're literally soldiers. I uh, did a gig uh, when the Canada was in Afghanistan. We would do these things where the Canadian military for a while was allowing strippers to perform at the leafings parties. And then that got back to newspapers and they were like, you can't have strippers, guys. You are the military. And in beautiful Canadian fashion, they were like, well, gee, we did not think of that. <laughs> 1,000 apologies. So what they did is they swapped strippers for stand-up comedians, also known as the anti-stripper. <laughs> I would have really enjoyed if they'd warned the troops that I wasn't a stripper. Because <laughs> they were geared up for strippers. And then I showed up in a black t-shirt just like, who wants to hear about my thoughts? And just 400 construction battalion Canadian troops were absolutely not. Our wives are already in bed. We're allowed to get drunk as much as we want on an open bar. We would like to see some tits and not hear a fun story about how your dad was a bit rude when you were 11. <laughs> um, and I don't know what the etiquette is in, in the Navy or in the Marines, but for this particular thing, they warned me, they said the commanding officer will be sat up front, and if he's not laughing, the troops probably won't laugh either because they want to stay on his good side. I don't know, if, is that true Navy-wise, or you guys? Very fucking smart, you see that? You'll go far. I don't know. Is that, but is that, is that etiquette in the U.S.? You guys are a bit more freeform, I guess? Yeah, it's very weird to just make one silver-backed monster of a man trying to laugh but I, I got there in the end because I started making fun of him because his he was in he was in a Hawaiian shirt but underneath was a Canadian 
army t-shirt and I was just like well just in case a war breaks out here you're ready to go at any second just oh I'm having fun right now to the battle stations do you yell to the battle stations you're about to it's not going that badly motherfucker everyone's like how dare you I, I complimented your branch of the military's uniforms because it's personally my favorite I think the Navy is a credit and also you guys have the coolest shit and also I defended you when that Marine tried to st- stab you in the back even though Marines are part of the Navy I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent sure am I correct are Marines part of the Navy yes ha <laughs> you guys didn't know either and you clammed up because you were afraid it was going to get awkward and you were leaving me out to fucking dry <laughs> Where I got confused is I couldn't remember if the Marines and the Navy SEALs were both part of the Navy or the Marine or the Navy SEALs were part of the Navy, hence the name Navy SEALs, and then the Marines were part of another branch, a la the Air Force or the Army, but I was correct, so hmm. <laughs> Who's tougher, Marines or Navy SEALs? Let me guess the answer. You're gonna go Marines. Navy SEALs. Yeah, they're, they're really fucking crazy. I I saw that movie G.I. Jane and I, I got tired. Here's the problem with G.I. Jane. It's not very good. Now, <laughs> really shows my age because when I was a, like sort of a like a teen, that was like the big movie because literally they sold the movie on the fact that Demi Moore she gets a haircut. Yeah, Demi Moore, Ashton Kutcher's ex-wife, she used to be a very popular movie star, and now she's just a woman on pills who's on the news sometimes. Don't put that jar down. You're gonna need it in a second. I was just kidding. You can put the jar down. I don't mind. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I was doing this this gig for the construction battalion, and, uh, and when we did it, it went actually pretty well. I made fun of the commanding officer. Everyone was really having a lot of fun. They're like, oh, stick around for the party afterwards, and it was me and another comedian, and uh, and they're like, we're going to get drunk, and we're going to play uh, full-size Jenga, and because they're construction battalion, they're construction workers. Construction battalion is basically dropped in to build everything, and it's crazy, so it's basically like, fight the enemy, build a shed. Fight the enemy, build a kitchen. Fight the enemy, build a landing strip so reinforcements can land and help you fight the enemy while you finish the barracks? Yeah. Thank you. I don't know military talk. <laughs> Is that true? I just don't know what to believe anymore. Up is down, down is white, the Marines are in the Navy. What the fuck is going on? Thank you, one clap while the rest of you are going, are you going to keep talking to the soldiers? They're not soldiers, guys. They're sailors. <laughs> That's right. I've seen JAG, two episodes, one of which was in an airport, but the sound was off, but I figured it out. Now, um, and so it was... Oh, good. I just made a Siri call. Um, so we start playing full-size Jenga. So they literally made Jenga but like each piece was that big. And I, at this point, am hammered, but the other comedian was driving and she was sober and we were playing for cash of who could win at full-size Jenga and everyone else is like five alarm. Like, you know, just like drunk, but with purpose of just, that you can literally see steam coming off the top of your head. Where you, have you ever gotten to the point of alcohol intoxication where you're trying to, you're like, what happened to the last two minutes? And if you remember, you're like, great, haven't blacked out yet. <laughs> when we continue so I was in that stage and Heidi is her name and she is literally cleaning everyone's clock at full size Jenga because they all think she's super drunk she's just clumsy so she's sober versus everyone and we won like 75 Canadian dollars and then as we were leaving we were excited with our winnings and I was like wait they're going to war we should probably give this back 
And so we did. And then Heidi got really upset at me. And I'll never forget, we're walking towards the cabin. She went, I never supported this war. We should have kept the money. And I remember thinking, like, Heidi, I, I, I completely respect your opinion, but maybe not shout that on the military base, because they can still hear us. Now, uh, you, sir, uh, may I see which jar you're holding? Wrong jar. Who, can I? Let's do one. All right, can you draw out just one piece of paper? And, uh, Pete? Is it Pete or Peter? Whichever you want. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> Pete. Pete, very good. Because I once met a Peter who hated people calling him Pete because he's like, I'm not a fucking kid. And I'm like, that doesn't denote you're a kid. It just means that Peter sounds like you're applying for a bank loan and Pete sounds like the kind of guy you're sitting on a patio with having a couple of beers. Do you agree? Yeah. Fucking consummate politician right there. <laughs> what do you think of the current debt crisis? We'll see what we can do about it. I didn't even know there was a debt crisis. <laughs> And, uh, and Patrick, so Pete, how would you like Patrick to read out the title of today's episode? Any manner you'd like. In a Scottish accent. Brother, don't worry. No North American can do a Scottish accent. <laughs> Even if you can, they won't acknowledge it. And yet when they do a North American accent, this is what we all sound like to them. Da, 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 da. See how they didn't laugh? They went, yeah, that's what you sound like. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Agatha Christie might have been a total butt-stuff freak, but we may never know. I gotta say, that was a pretty fucking good accent, my man. <laughs> what, what do you do for a living? Are you an actor? No, I'm an IT. Still, though. <laughs> that was just a really surprisingly good Scottish accent. What do you do in information technology? Uh, I guess network manager. I don't know what that means. <laughs> sure. Uh, design network stuff. Cool. Are you at all concerned that Wi-Fi may muta mutate us on a cellular level? I wasn't, but I was talking to a girl with dreadlocks last night, and she was very concerned about it. I didn't really believe her opinion because she had a neck tattoo of a clown, and all I could think was, I'm not going to take you seriously. That's something you should regret already. No. Good. <laughs> and the title was, Agatha Christie was into butt stuff, but we will never know? Uh, Agatha Christie might have been a total butt stuff freak, but we may never know. What a question. What a title. Ladies and gentlemen, I find celebrity very interesting in the modern age. I don't know. Any of you into celebrity gossip at all? Anyone who went like, uh, you're like me. You tell people you're not, you're into it. Now, <laughs> it's, I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating that we know a lot more about that culture of people now. Because time was, that was kept completely under wraps. It's not like celebrities have had any less power or access or ability to really get freaky deaky whenever they want to want to. It's just now we have more access to information. We've become finks, basically. We all have, we all are, you know, we tell on each other. If one of your friends screws up royally at a bar, hits on a girl in a really inappropriate way. For example, this morning, uh, uh, last night, a friend of mine who I'm living with, he was chatting to a girl, uh, he was chatting to a black girl in a bar and they were chatting and uh, it was going really, really well. And then he was telling me the story this morning. He went, it went a little uh, wrong. And I went, well, what happened? And he went, well, I, uh, I had a couple of a couple of sherberts. He's a posh guy, so he says stupid shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Some of you who have seen my other show know that I'm also a posh man and I'm allowed to say those sort of things. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a posh Canadian. You can fuck off, miss, looking at me like that doesn't exist. It fucking does. <laughs> Who do you think governed Canada? 
It was us. We were sent over with white white wigs to go kill those red people, white people forever. It's not my belief anymore, but some of you looked at me and went, he still believes that. Fuck you. I don't believe it anymore. Not for like the last like two, three months. Anyway. Uh, and we, whenever someone fucks up in a bar or something like that, so he, I was like, oh, he was like, I was talking to this black girl. She was so beautiful. And there was this other guy kind of trying to horn in on it, cock block, as they say. I don't really like the term cock block because you know that's not true he was just also trying to speak to another human being and it really removes the woman out of the equation and it also just sounds like someone to prevent you from having sex is just building a tiny wall in front of your dick which is just an image i don't want to really have in my head just a small trowel just getting the cement really smooth and building it just in front of your trousers by the way now that you anytime you hear the i don't know why the the curtain is falling this way making me seem like i'm the emperor from star wars but i think it adds a nice vibe to the whole thing Beware the dark side, everybody. Anyway, so he's talking and he goes, uh, I think I screwed things up because I wanted to try and like give her the old hard sell. So I leaned and I said, uh, I would really like to kiss you. You have deliciously big lips. And, and she clammed up immediately and was like, ah, I'm going to go. And he was like, I don't know how I went wrong. And I went, um, you leaned into a black person and said you have big lips. Are there any stereotypes you want to really remind yourself of right now? And then he went, oh, no. And then I texted every mutual friend we have with his face photoshopped onto a KKK member with the words, I like big lips, superimposed onto it. Now, time was you couldn't do that sort of things. We didn't have the access to those sort of technology. We weren't able to kind of get into the nitty gritty. One of my sort of, I, I, I travel a lot. Uh, I don't, who here travels a lot for work? Any of you guys, how far do you travel on average, would you say? All over the place, trains, planes, auto planes. What about you? Planes. Occasionally a Black Hawk helicopter. Boats. Uh, yeah, you are in the Navy after all. <laughs> Favorite type of boat? Mine, canoe. Does the Navy? Does? <laughs> fuck you. Was that a Canadian awe? I know it was. Listen, you've never known peace until you've paddled into the middle of a lake opened up a beer, and then put on one of those fishing motors onto the back of a canoe and gone for a wee spin. Yeah, you didn't even know you can get <laughs> motors for a canoe. Yeah, open up your fucking minds. Now, does the Navy have canoes? No. I bet you the Canadian Armed Navy I fucked that up really bad. Uh, and Thank you, sir. Anyway, what I do find fascinating, is, I don't know if any of you guys do this when you're traveling, but when I'm traveling, I like to read sort of historical fun books. And the big thing I'm into right now is old Hollywood history. It's fucking fascinating because all the shit that Hollywood celebrities are up to now, like oh, Ashton Kutcher kissed a cell phone or Tom Cruise broke an ankle and might be gay. Who knows? That pales in comparison to what used to fucking go on. There is so much. There was a bunch of orgy masters. I've had to look up. An orgy master is someone who plans an orgy, usually wearing a cloak of some sort. And then when people come over to attend the orgy, it's weird. You attend an orgy, but you don't attend sex with one other person. It makes an orgy seem like an orgy. Who here has been to an orgy? I didn't expect honesty on that. I feel like you've had some group sex, and I don't know why. Not yet, but you fucking hope for it, don't you? Have you ever had the opportunity present itself that it could happen? No, Really, not at all. I had it happen this year. And I, here's what happened. I, I, I was dating a girl briefly who was polyamorous a little bit. 
um, which means she's dating multiple people at the same time. And uh, and we were uh, we ended up having sex in Cambridge University offices, which was a big dream because now whenever someone brings up the fact they they went to Cambridge, I can say, haha, I jizzed in your university, something you didn't do. And they every time go, ha, oh, true. And it's very fun. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I, uh, and so we, uh, we were, uh, we were uh, dating very briefly, right? And uh, it's complicated for me because I, I also have a girlfriend, but she lives in Canada, so we're technically open, so we were trying dating other people. Don't do that. It's not fun. It's overly complicated, and all you end up doing is thinking about your actual girlfriend, and you get very confused, and also you just don't like other people. I don't know. I can't handle open relationships. I don't know. Who here's ever cheated in a relationship? Of course, sailors, there is the old joke, but I assume you guys are strong and true. Good. I don't know actually what we mean strong and true means, but it just sounds like it means you are into a monogamous relationship. Is it really? Is it really? It'd be creepy if it was. <laughs> Not that that's tattooed on your back, that I guessed it right. Yeah, it's strong and true, and then you have a tramp stamp of the, of the Lucky Charms man just above your bum. Man, the Navy is different than it once was. <laughs> Better than the British Navy. Do you know what Winston Churchill said about the British Navy? What's that? It's nothing but rum, sodomy, and the lash. And he said that as the Prime Minister of England. <laughs> and let me tell you, the Navy was unimpressed. We have two of the three, so. Which two? <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, I love Americans so goddamn much. I can't understand why anyone fuck. Listen, your country isn't the best at image at times, but like base to base American to any other person you guys are always nice fun charming interesting and always have one story you're like what do you mean you shot a shotgun at a car and it blew up and you're like what you never been to Virginia and you're like what <laughs> Virginia was the wrong state to pick out for that metaphor apologies but you understand what I'm saying now uh, orgy master so uh, we were sort of seeing each other and uh, and she's like well I go to I go to orgies once a month uh, at this hotel in Waterloo and there's one on Thursday. Would you like to come to the orgy? Very good, boys. Uh, <laughs> you guys, not all the jokes are, you know, some of them involve spelling. And, and in that moment, because I always, we've all had fantasies, right, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Would you mind telling us one of your fantasies? Uh, meeting someone at the comedy show. <laughs> Who you got your eye on, Pete? I'll tell you after. <laughs> Have you thought about running for the leadership of the Conservative Party? Because your steady hand on that wheel. I feel like you would get Brexit negotiations done in about 20 minutes. You just walk in, what do you want? Whatever you guys are willing to offer. No, but like you need to give us a timetable of some sort. I'm just here looking to meet somebody. Um, so Pete, are you hungry at all? What are you looking to have? I could go for pizza, but any flavor. Italian, Dutch. Do that weird thing that like a creepy does, guy does where he like walks up someone's arm like that and just kind of points in the face of one of the other Brexit negotiator and goes, you're nice, but not too nice. And then you just sit down in a chair and swing towards a window and suddenly Britain would just get, I don't know, back in the European Union, I guess. <laughs> Are you involved in the Brexit negotiations? No. I just don't know what to believe anymore. 
right? I've known this guy for like five years. Actually. I, you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? I'm George. We're at university what did What did Pete study? Uh, I'm only asking you because I can't get a fucking straight answer out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I need a conduit of truth. Don't look at him. He actually did economics. Uh-huh. He Yeah, he knows that we're in a lot of economic trouble and no one's really doing anything about it. And I, for one, as a Canadian who came here, earned some money, kept it all in British pounds, and then one day, you guys made it not nearly as fucking valuable as it once was. Do you know how fun it was to go to North America when your money was worth something? Oh, there was one Christmas I took Ubers every day. I ate steak twice in a day, like a robber baron. Like a man who invented tobacco. Just a top hat, straight vodka, steak, no veggies. Sitting there with my young son and then later bashing a preacher in the head with a bowling pin and, and having a milkshake. Thank you guys at the back who've seen There Will Be Blood. Guys, it's called culture. Embrace it. Now, he studied economics. George, what did you study? Uh, social sciences. Social sciences. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Does anyone here know what social... Oh, it's fucking trouble, George. Does anyone here know what social sciences is? Yes, who said yes? What, what is it? It's a uh, department of university. Has oh, fuck off, literal gym. <laughs> oh, that was very well played, my friend, with your puckish face and childish grin. Just, well, it's a department of university. <laughs> In what specific field does social scientists, they, um, what do you learn there? It's basically sociology, right? So social theory about, shit, I don't know. Long time ago. Long time ago, how old are you? Oh, at least like, well, it was- Wait, are you just gonna guess your, who the fuck are you two? You're 27. University was not that long ago. It was six years ago. True. <laughs> I, I thought I'd have trouble with the two Navy men, and instead it's just Mysterious George and Prickly Pete over here <laughs> covering every story in shadows, the likes of which I don't understand, all the while Pat from New Jersey has just sat back in his chair going, I did all of this. Don't ask me about the Sopranos again, motherfucker. One last question, George. What do you do now for a living? Marketing. <laughs> what do you market? Um, two different things. One is... Here we go. Yeah, it's story. <laughs> Maybe I need to calm it down a bit. Um, wedding dresses, actually. My girlfriend's business is wedding dresses, and I market that. You market wedding dresses? Yeah. How do you sell wedding dresses? Let me say this. Um, I've been to a lot of weddings in the last couple I went to a wedding yesterday in fact lovely wedding dress but um, here's the thing I went to a wedding uh, a couple of months back and the bride was in white but all the bridesmaids were in black <laughs> which I really felt sent a message for how they feel about the groom <laughs> is that a new fashion look where it's like it looked fucking awful because it's sort of like one woman in white and then four women in black smiling but that forced wedding smile so it's like we don't want to be here he's a dick <laughs> is it your girlfriend or fiance girlfriend do you feel that you're going to have to marry her because she makes wedding dresses uh. <laughs> <laughs> some of you weren't sure, sure where that was going but didn't we all enjoy that fun awkward laugh at least she's not here Wow, you dodged that bullet, didn't you? 
Pete, let's go to you. Do you think that George is going to have to marry his girlfriend because she uh, works in wedding dresses? He could do. Just see how it goes. <laughs> it's like trying to nail Jello to the fucking wall. <laughs> what color is the sky? A shade of blue. <laughs> you fucking came to play, Pete, didn't you? Favorite topping on a pizza is? A meat of some sort. (laughs) I've never loved a man more in my entire life. So, uh, I'm spending time with this orgy orgy lady, right? Uh, You didn't think we were going back in that story? We fucking are. And she invited me to an orgy that Thursday. And... It was weird. It's something that I've always wanted. Like, George, you've thought about it. Yes, have you brought it up to your girlfriend about maybe introducing another gentleman or lady into your bedroom? Uh, an ex-girlfriend. Like inviting an ex-girlfriend to join you with your current girlfriend? <laughs> My man, that is a fucking, that is flying close to the sun. <laughs> like, if you've actually suggested that to your current girlfriend, I would have given you 20 quid. Just good for you. <laughs> have you thought about asking your current girlfriend to invite an ex-girlfriend? It's smart. It's because you're going to have to marry her because of her business and you don't want that sullied with your your dirty, filthy, sexual thoughts. Yes. That was a joke, but you're clearly English and possibly went to a private school, so you immediately went into shame about your own body and you went, yes, that is how I feel. Good. I've killed the energy, but don't worry, guys. I'll bring it back. (laughs) Most comedians just kill the energy dead and then sit there, not me. I rise again like a phoenix. Some of you having a good time. You, sir, seem like you're about to eat that finger, and I don't know if that's, if that's, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm just going to keep fucking trucking. You three all know each other, right? I feel like it's gone from the least amount of information to somewhat information. I feel like you'll just be the most honest man in the entire world. What is your name? Uh, James. So far, so good. And James, what do you do? What kind of murderous row do we have here? <laughs> and what are you, what are you, lo- also, you, are you in a leather bomber jacket? It is, yeah. Brother, you, yeah, I do actually. Because, you know, it's actually very difficult to look good in those type of jackets because they lack a collar, especially you have very square shoulders like I do. So if we put on certain jackets, it doesn't look like we're wearing a jacket. It just looks like we're modeling the flesh of a cow <laughs> to show the other cows how it's supposed to look. But it looks really good on you. No worries. Now, what do you lobby for? And if it's really bad, lie. Loads of different things. So it's bad. They're just different. <laughs> yeah, you are a great fucking lobbyist, my friend. I was reading about this guy, Roger Stone, who was a lobbyist in the 80s. In Stoney. Do you know Roger Stone? Shut the fuck up. You know Roger Stone. Roger Stone is basically the guy who orchestrated Trump getting into the White House. He was someone that very much um, created the idea of attack politics, the idea of instead of attacking the issue, you create a sort of like a, a weird effigy over here of morality, and then you burn it down, and the candidate can't defend it because if he, he or she does, that's in some way implying that they actually were responsible for those actions. It's a devious fucking move. And listen, if I didn't think he was a bastard, I would really respect him for what he does. Do you know Roger Stone? I just don't know. I thought he would be the pillar of truth, and I realize you're the yang to his very weird yang. We never got what your actual job was. What is your actual job? I'm a consultant. 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> to whom do you... D- uh, I'm just excited to see how you answer this. To whom do you consult? Do you ever ask for consult? <laughs> I want to hire a team of psychiatrists just to start analyzing you and to see where it goes. Because I feel like at least three of them would walk out frustrated, shaking their heads. Yeah, I can't deal with it. <laughs> Speaking of things I can't deal with, so I was invited to this orgy. And thank you. That's why they call me the Segway Kid. Anyway, so she invites me and she says, uh, you, 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 you can come. You can either go in costume, okay or you just show up and immediately take off all your clothes and get naked and i and as as she said all that i realized orgy not for me it's one of those things you can fantasize about you can hope you could want it maybe but there's a difference between oh maybe i'd like to go to an orgy and actually going into an orgy because the first thing i thought of is what does that hotel room smell like And the reason why I thought that is she said, and also because it's your first time, you might want to bring some food. Your silence is very good. (laughs) As you're all processing the fact that in a room where various strangers are copulating, it's also a potluck dinner. How disgusting is that? And also, what food do you bring to an orgy? I thought of some sort of fruit salad, but still. I thought that would get a laugh. Instead, you guys have turned on me. All judging me for me not going to the orgy. If you were invited to an orgy, George, would you go if your girlfriend was cool with it, but your ex-girlfriend is at the orgy? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. No. Let's see how Pete answers this question. Pete, you're invited to an orgy. Do you go? Maybe. (laughs) What is keeping you on the fence to having a positive or negative answer to that question specifically? I think I got him trapped. What was that fucking noise? Uh, Yeah, it's fucking fascinating, isn't it? It's like meeting a Sudoku puzzle that's a person. I'm aware I said puzzle and not puzzle, but thank you for riding along with that wave with me. What's, What's preventing you from from at least taking a stance of yes or no whether or not you'd go to an orgy. If George was going or not. (laughs) I gotta say, I actually probably would have gone if a friend was already going for no other reason than you can just look across each other like a bunch of people in those eyes wide shut masks and kind of give each other like a huh kind of look, you know what I mean? Yeah, Man, you are a real problem solver. That... It's now actually making me want to attend an orgy with a friend. But then again, which friend? George. Yeah, okay. Very good, man. But he's not, we're not, we're very, we're not very close. I've just met him. I don't know. I don't remember your name. Uh, Gary. A lobbyist named Gary? Yeah. How does that go? It's good. All right. What's, name one topic that you lobby for or against. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Everyone's. I feel like you've been to an eyes wide shut orgy, my friend, possibly attended by the ghost of Richard Nixon. Theresa May was there in her late years. It was very sad. Thank you, this side of the room, for getting that joke. And the rest of you going, that was too far. It got bleak in those last few years. Well, that's what you get. Society. Yeah. Pete, 
All right, you have to pick between George and Gary. Which one? Which one do you send to an orgy that you won't be attending? Gary. Why? He's not George. <laughs> you fucking win this round, my friend. <laughs> Pete, I want to make a reality show called Pete's World, and all it is is various luminaries just come and ask you questions, and you dodge them in, in Neo from the Matrix-esque fashion. You're like Bill Clinton, only you've never had sex with an intern to abuse your power. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you guys were a little concerned about where that answer was going based on how long you took to think about it, but you know what? He's a sturdy man. Now, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, brother, I never, I've forgotten your name. Dustin, Dustin, can you please open uh, that jar and remove a piece of paper from it? And this will be the last story. And then I'll be at the back with a basket uh, for your money. It's free to get in, uh, but it's uh, pay what you would like on the way out. It's uh, suggested uh, the average ticket at the fringe is 10 pounds. If you can't give 10 pounds, give five pounds. If you can't give five pounds, give some money. If you can't give anything, take a, uh, a flyer for another show and come to that show. One love. Dustin, um, and you, sir, what is your name? Brendan. Brendan, I would like you to tell Dustin in what manner he is to read that final story. Any accent, any action, anything at all. In a pirate accent? Ooh, the great enemy of the Navy. Well played. <laughs> Yar, the breakup of the phalanx. Is this a Russian pirate? <laughs> uh, say it again. It's the break of the phalanx. Oh, fucking awesome. This story is weird. Pete, I'll need your help. Now, uh, all my friends, I was into punk and heavy metal as a teenager and early 20-year-old person. Anyone here into metal? One hand. It's a fucking sad thing to be into because no one respects you except other metalheads. And even when we talk about it, we're so fucking, we're like the branches of the military. We are so into our own thing that if someone's like, what are you, Iron Maiden or Judas Priest? And one's like, Iron Maiden. You're like, oh, fuck you. Sell out. Boo, boo, boo. No more rock star. I like Judas Priest better. Listen, you can't not love a band that has an entire album about a robot who came to Earth to have sex with people. That album's title, Turbo Lover. Now... <laughs> Title track, Turbo Lover. <laughs> Secondary track, Rock Your Lollipop. Yeah, metal is really, yeah, there's not a lot of metaphor going on. It's a very literal genre of music. What's this song, Killed by Death, about, Lemmy from Motorhead? It's about killing someone until they're dead and you use death to kill them. Ah, subtle. Now, what about uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Love Me Like a Reptile? What's that song about? Oh, that's about grabbing someone's dick like it's a snake and then poisoning them with doing it. Ah, you are truly the poet of Wales. Now, uh, my buddies were in a, uh, in, a, in a speed metal band called Phalanx. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but speed metal in 2007 was as popular as crotch rot. So basically, they would just play backyard parties for us. And my friend Paul Harrison was in it, and he somewhere found uh, actual snakeskin trousers. And, and Paul, he's my best friend. I've known him since I was four years old. He has the largest penis of anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally, and I'm including pornography. Like, it is fascinatingly large. If he takes it out, you don't get, like, aroused or disgusted. You more are just, like, really. Like, it's fascinating. Like, it's fucked. And so he would wear these on stage, and it, and it literally looked like the snake was alive. <laughs> 
writhing around while he was singing. And he has long hair. He's fucking great. Anyway, they're in a band. It was a five-piece orchestral speed metal band. If you're not into any of those things, you would have thought it sucked, and it sort of did, because none of them got along. My friend Bob was also in it. Bob has gone on to be uh, an RCMP officer or a Mountie. Yes, they sometimes wear those red suits, but only on Canada Day, which is the best time to see a Mountie, because they still have to be police officers, but they're in a wool red jacket, looking like Benson from Due South, which is a reference for one, two, three, four, five of you, the rest of you. It was a great TV show. It was about a Mountie who moved to Chicago to help solve crime, and he was haunted by his dead dad, who was a ghost, and also he talked to his dog. I know what you're thinking. What kind of television show is that? A very watchable one. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so they were in this band, and, uh, and they would play like backyard parties. They occasionally, they played one metal show, uh, and it was, like, it was really, really fun, and, and I dug it, and we were, I was hanging out with a bunch of them because I became friends with a couple of the other ones. There was this other guy, Max. He was the bass player. He's a fucking crazy guy. He's from the hills uh, in Quebec. I, I'm from Ottawa, so Ottawa's here, and then you cross a bridge right into French Canada, and then there's all these hills, and they're called hill people, because again, Canada, very creative in their naming. Where are you from? The hills, you're a hill person. Where are you from? I'm uh, from the prairies. Ah, you're a prairie person. Where are you from? The mountains. Mmm. You're Canadian, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so, and he was super fun. Max was a, he was a French Canadian, and it was the first time I ever saw someone just get laid purely on accent charm. We were at a house party. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a metal house party, but it's mostly people wearing inappropriately tight leather, and there's just so much bacony, you want to spray everyone down with moisturizer. And he was the only guy with a French accent, so he was like catnip to all the ladies walking around with like long hair and weird like 19-year-old six, sorry, six pack and just walking like bonjour and you could literally hear the moistening of vaginas as he was like yeah he had sex once in a porta potty which is one of the more scarring things i've ever heard because i've never saw seen a porta potty and thought you know i would like to have sex in that because you know what sex is missing the distinct odor of shit no matter where i'm stood in the area i'm having sex so that, that's it was max and then there was this other guy uh tyler who sucked you guys ever meet someone who's just an asshole and you're just like, we won't be friends? Pete, have you ever met that kind of person? Nick Gary. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about hear that, Gary. How do you feel about Pete? He doesn't really say that much, so I don't know. I see your point, Pete. Thought you guys would laugh with me on that one. Instead, you've taken Gary's side. What a, what a fucking lobbyist you are, my man. Yeah, Tyler sucked. He was a, uh, it was he's like five foot five. He always wore flannel, but cut off so you could just see. He didn't have tattoos. If you're sleeveless and wearing a shirt, if you're wearing a sleeveless shirt, you must have tattoos. Otherwise, you're just like check it out, my upper arm. And it's annoying. He had a braided ponytail, and I don't know why that made me want to just mush a muffin into his face, but it fucking did. And also, he corrected my driving. Now, I will admit, I am not a good driver, but I make people aware of it. I, I don't like speed limits, and also I think I know when a. Uh, a, um, uh, uh, a red light is going to turn green so I don't necessarily slow down. Now, have I gotten into any car accidents? Yes. Was I driving? Not for any one of them. One time I was on a bike. Another time I was in the passenger seat. Another time I was on a bike. 
And one time I was in the back seat and my buddy Bob, who's now a cop, was backing, but he was like, I want to see if I can back out of this parking spot without using any mirrors. And I said, that's a bad idea. Guess who was right? Me and science were right. He backed right into a phone pole. It was the best, watching him call his dad, trying to figure out what excuse to use. Here's what he used. Um, uh, the pole was just there. Anyway, so there's this other guy, Dave, who was really, really cool, but Dave and Tyler didn't get along, and Tyler was the only metal drummer that ever, all of us knew, so they needed to keep Tyler in the band, and Tyler knew, knew this, so he used it as his power, because they were like, oh, we're going to make it. We, yeah, we performed for 10 people last night in what is actually a strip club, and we had to be over by 9 so the strippers could start dancing, but guys, we are going to make it. There is a market for symphonic orchestral, orchestral speed metal. The market is in Finland, but still, we will get there one day and succeed. And so they wanted to keep trying the band, so they're going to kick Dave out. Now, uh, a lot of my friends are not necessarily the most emotionally mature people, so they put Paul with his large cock in charge of it. By the way, my suggestion uh, to get Dave out of the band was I said, Paul, just show him your penis, and while he's distracted, just say you're out of the band, and then walk slowly away from him. <laughs> And he'll figure it out eventually, but mostly be mesmerized by how big it is. And he's like, that's probably not the best idea. And uh, so we were all going for lunch, a bunch of us. And as we we're driving there, Paul's one of those people where he'll just spring activities on you when you think you're having a fun hangout time you're going to have coffee and then he's like oh on the way i gotta go uh my girlfriend's having an abortion i'm sorry you just gotta come with me and you're like no you can't just you can't just spring that on me you need to let me know so we're driving to go to go eat food at like nine o'clock at night and we're driving we drive to the like sort of diner and he goes oh well we're kicking dave out of the band so just hang out for five minutes and then we'll do it. And it was me and my buddy Andy Balls. And we just sat at another table far enough away so it didn't look like we were just like bouncers in case the Dave leaving the band went badly. And we just sat there and we got coffee. Because in, in North America, you guys know, when you sit down in like a diner type place, they just give you coffee. And the second you're done with coffee, what happens? They fucking refill it. Goddamn right. Do you know what happens here in Europe? If you finish your coffee, you have to purchase another coffee. I'm not a king. What the fuck is going on? And so we, we were sipping coffee, and Dave sits down, and, he, and they say, uh, you're out of the band, and Dave begins to cry. And then the waitress comes over and hands the menus, and then Dave orders food and then just cries, and we all watch him eat while crying. <laughs> And it was incredibly tense. Luckily, my friend Andy Balls has a power which he can fart on command. I don't know what's wrong with his asshole, but he can open it like a vacuum and suck air into it. It's really gross. He does have to lie on the ground to do it. So he was like, this is really tense and we need to make sure Dave doesn't then want to ride home. And I was like, that's a good point. There's a lot of awkwardness going on in this. Like we could visibly see the awkwardness from across the restaurant. And he was like, I'm going to go put air in my asshole and fart really loud by the table. And then he'll stay there. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the best plan, but I I would like to see this plan. So Andy Balls then goes into the men's room. If there was someone else in the men's room, I would just like to see the reaction to a, a man with long ginger hair and a Pantera shirt, no sleeves. Does he have tattoos? Fuck yeah. Tattoo of the band Man of War here, tattoo of a sword right here, and then a Canadian flag right there that says, Canada, it's me. Was he drunk when he got that? No. <laughs> And he leans down and he kind of puts his ass in the air and then you hear sort of a subtle like <laughs> it's fucking gross as shit. 
and then uh, they get, they're getting up and they're paying the bill and then I'm sort of walking behind and Andy Balls the reason why he's called Andy Balls by the way is uh, he has one testicle that's regular sized and then the other one is huge <laughs> and he, he literally sneaks in front of Dave and then just looks at Dave and, and farts loud <laughs> but he was a bit nervous so he looked at him and he went I have shit myself a bit <laughs> And Dave beautifully went, we all have bad days. I'm having a bad one, too. Yeah, it's not the funniest story, but it is sort of sweet. Uh, guys, thank you for your time. I'll see you at the back. Have a great rest of your fringe. Bye-bye. <laughs>